welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Tuesday, April 22nd, 2019. My name is Morgan Colby. Right across from me, I got Rick Lemon. What's up, y'all? Uh, and we have a great show prepared for you today. Uh, we are in a series called All That Glitters, and we're in part two of Running Backs, where we're going to break down the top 8 to 15 finishers from the running back position in 2018 and discuss if they truly were good or just a flash in the pan. Uh, make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram on Twitter at the FF champs, Instagram at the fantasy champions, uh, and go to facebook.com slash fantasy, the fantasy champions and give us a like, uh, subscribe wherever you listen, Apple podcast, Spotify, Stitcher. Uh, we're also on YouTube, so be sure to go check out YouTube, subscribe, do your thing, leave a comment, uh, leave a review on this podcast, wherever you're listening and, uh, share this podcast with your friends. Well, let's get to the news. Jordan Howard traded. To the Eagles for a 2020 yep. sixth round pick. It's your guy. That's my boy. I got Duke Johnson. <laughs> not Duke Johnson. I got Jordan Howard undies on. Oh, yeah. You guys can't see it. Yeah. But, yeah, no, he's got Jordan Howard underwear on. I'm, I'm looking at life that? through the Jordan Howard glasses. I think that's that's Jordan Howard socks you got on, yeah, too. Dude. Jordan Howard is my guy. Take everything I say about Jordan Howard and throw it in the garbage. I really like Jordan Howard. Uh, him going to the Eagles was one of the destinations that I wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, hit that and the Oakland Raiders. I wanted him to go somewhere where I knew he was going to be the feature back. He's going to be the number one guy. Corey Clements not stealing snaps from Jordan Howard <laughs> um, or Josh Adams. Uh, so I think Jordan Howard's actually going to be relatively decent, but... I'm, it's it's going to be kind of confusing because they're either going to draft somebody and then now there's rumors floating around that Duke Johnson is uh, reportedly he asked for a trade and he's in you know Eagles are one of the teams Eagles are, are one of the teams yeah. that are interested and so it's an interesting situation for Jordan Howard where if Duke Johnson goes or you know, uh, they draft a running back. Jordan Howard's definitely not going to be a yeah, guy. Yeah, then you, then you want take off the the underwear and, yeah. and socks at that point. <laughs> no, this, they're standing. Oh, <laughs> uh, is Jordan Howard a guy you want to draft? If well, is, a, is Jordan Howard a guy you want to draft? Period. Yeah, I'm not even the biggest Jordan <laughs> Howard fan like you. Believe it or not, I actually have uh, what's that? I think it's Patrick Mahomes oh, underwear stop. on. But no. I'm not like I said. I'm not the biggest fan of Jordan Howard, yeah. but I, I like to look at opportunity in fantasy football and situations. Yeah. And if everything stays the same, Jordan Howard has a yeah, very good opportunity, there. and he's in a very good situation with the Eagles. He's gonna get carries. He's gonna be the lead back. And I'm not like I said. I'm not a biggest the biggest fan of Jordan Howard. However, yeah. if you look in previous years, he has been able to carry a backfield by himself. Yeah. So you look at Philadelphia, he's going to be the guy. He's going to get the carries, and I think he'll be able to carry the backfield. Definitely. And right now he's going in the eighth round. I don't think that's a bad spot for him at no, all. I'm, at I'm, all. Ta- I'm taking him in the, if he's there in the eighth round. For me, I think, I don't know, I, I, Jordan Howard, I if he's there in the eighth round, I de- I'll definitely take a look at him. It depends on who else is on the board. Um, but for Jordan Howard, if if Duke Johnson is there, is there, you know, he gets traded or they draft a running back, I'm definitely afraid yeah, of that taking changes Jordan it a Howard. Bit. In 2016, he finished as the ninth best running back in uh, half PPR. In 2017, he finished as a 10th best running back in half PPR. So the numbers are there. The, the, the potential is there. The talent is there. The reps are there. We just have to figure out if Jordan Howard is actually going to be worth it. Um, the Eagles also did a little maneuvering. Uh, they traded a sixth-round pick to get Jordan Howard, and uh, if he leaves the Eagles after his contract expires because he's on his rookie deal, the Eagles would get a compensatory pick that would be better than the 26th, I mean, the 6th the round pick 
uh, for 2020. I think it's like a fourth round pick or something like that, third or fourth. That's that's so, really uh, nice. That's sly for the Eagles. That's a sly sliding move. right in there. Uh, but Jordan Howard, a guy that I, I don't even know if I want him on my fantasy team. Oh, you do. Stop he, it. He burned me last year, Stop and it. I still love him. Uh, Lions signed running back C.J. Anderson. So all the Todd Gurley haters who think he's going to be. Why are you looking at me? all the people who thought cj anderson was going to somehow steal snaps from todd Gurley can take a seat uh malcolm brown is the backup running back for the uh uh, los angeles rams so you wanted to say st louis yeah yeah, i wanted to say st louis and i held it i just held my tongue we don't need we don't need to create another jar for my (laughs) stupid the teams need to stop moving is what needs to happen if Uh, only but C.J. Anderson's not stealing snaps from Todd Gurley anymore. Todd Gurley is the feature back. And if anybody was concerned about Todd Gurley not being the feature back, this this situation right here proves to me that Todd Gurley is going to get all the snaps yep. next year. It's they, going to happen. Literally, the whole offseason has been filled with questions about Todd Gurley that get answered. Is Adam Whitworth going to return? Yes, he did. Offensive line stays. Is he okay? Is his, you know, we find out it was knee injury, so that's a question answered, but it's not a very good one. Yeah. And now CJ Anderson leaves, so it's clear that the the Rams are moving forward with you and know, is that kind of Todd Gurley as a number answer one. the question though about his knee injury? Yeah. With I think them not wanting to sign CJ Anderson, does that answer the question that he's fine? Yes. I think that people are very much overreacting about Todd Gurley. I posted that today. And I think that Todd Gurley is, he's not, like, people. Are, some people are putting them sixth on their rankings. And If Todd Gurley's sitting there at sixth in your league, yeah. start doing backflips. Yeah, you just got, like, the third best running back in fantasy football next I year. I think, I mean, he could, he should. He could finish one again. If he, if he, if people forget how, if you listened dominant. to our show last week. <laughs> yeah. Realize how, how dominant good he was. He really was, right. And typically, you in redraft leagues, you'll take the guy number one who was the number one guy the previous year. Right. Todd Gurley's been the number one guy the last two years, I believe, right? Yeah. So for him Todd to Gurley. fall this this far down the board because of arthritis in his knee is absolutely He, crazy. I think, should go number one in mostly. I mean, Barkley, yeah. I think, at least one I, or two. I would go Barkley, Barkley, Zeke, and then Gurley. Okay. He fell down my board a little bit because of the knee, but... Questions are being answered right now, and there's no reason to believe Todd Gurley is going to take a step So what what would you say if everything's been answered? And they say that he's like, no concern. And he looks like Todd Gurley from last year in the preseason. Then he's number one. Okay. He should be number one. Um, Yeah, I think C.J. Anderson signing with the Lions is... In terms of the Lions... uh, (laughs) Oh, yeah. Who cares? Who cares? Carry on Johnson. It's, uh, what is it, LeGarriott Blunt? (laughs) Yeah. That's their new Blunt. He is. Yeah. does this concern you about Johnson a little bit? Yeah, carry on Johnson. He's a guy I'm avoiding drafting just because the Lions have already said that they're going to go light on yeah. carry on Johnson's load. So um, I like carry on Johnson, but this does kind of concern me. Yeah. And considering he's getting taken in the fourth round right now, that's. Yeah, it's a little concerning. Yeah, I'm not taking him in the fourth round. Yeah, and I like him. Avoid carry on Johnson. I like carry on, but it's going to take the Lions all year to figure out that C.J. Anderson's not the guy they should be using. Uh, Duke Johnson asked for a trade, as we said earlier. Houston, the Jets, and Philly are all teams that are interested. Um, that would be disconcerting if he went to the Jets, because I think Adam Gase would probably start him with oh, Le'Veon. And yeah, give him 20 snaps, and Le'Veon Bill will get five. <laughs> we saw last year with Frank Gore and Canyon Drake. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I kind of hope he goes to the Texans out of those three teams because I don't really care about Lamar Miller anyway, fantasy-wise. Yeah. I'm not taking him. But if he does go to the Jets, that concerns me a little bit for Le'Veon Bell, just a little bit because yeah. I think he will get some snaps because it is Adam Gates. Yeah. Um, if he goes to the the Eagles, right, that was the third team? Yeah. If he goes to the Eagles, that concerns me about Jordan Howard, definitely. But Yeah. Uh, Raiders signed running back Isaiah Crowell. Um, this means absolutely nothing for the Raiders. <laughs> This is one of those signings where you're like, people consistently try to dislike Isaiah Crowell. We all do. We hate Chris. We hate Isaiah Crowell. Poor man. Player. I mean, he's not a good running back. He's not a good fantasy running back. But 
he has games where he performs well, and he, right now he's like the number one back in Oakland, unless you yeah. know Marshawn Lynch decides to come. They're going to draft someone, I think. They'll probably draft someone, but if Isaiah Crowell stays the main back, are you taking a flyer? I mean, maybe because just the situation <laughs> is just amazing. Well, you did him, the but... same thing with Doug Martin last year. Okay, yeah, that's true. <laughs> maybe <laughs> avoid the Raiders running back situation. Isaiah Crowell's in his head like, that's right. Now I, I'm the number one guy. I can finally get all the carries. It's true. Two, two, like a month later, they draft the running back in the first round. Yeah, it's true. Let's go. All that glitters. So once again, today uh, we are going to be talking about our 8 to 15 top finishing running backs from 2018. Uh, all these stats are based on half PPR. We're going to discuss the realities of running back finishes in 2018. And our goal is to help you. Look at last year and dissect last year's numbers and tell you if they will continue with that production next year. So let's get to it. Uh, the second half, finishing number eight, James White. This is an interesting... He finished seven in PPR, eight and a half PPR, and I think he was like nine or ten in full... I mean, uh, standard leagues. He had 233 fantasy points. His consistency rank was 10. Uh, he averaged 14.6 points a game, and his bust percentage was 37. Consistency rank of 10, so that's not bad, right around it's where he finished. It's actually pretty solid. It's pretty solid. The Patriots, do you want to hear this number that I was looking at today? Yeah. The Patriots led the league in RB targets. James White, wow. James White led the league in RB targets, and he had, I think it was 130-plus. Something right around. Okay. No, it might have been 120 plus targets out of the Patriots. 170 plus targets at running at the running back. Oh, that's crazy. That is it's no, that's crazy. absolutely insane. Uh, James White is a uh, PPR running back dream, I guess. In a full PPR league, yeah, he's he's crazy. The only thing James White does effectively is catch the football. He does doesn't put much of anything on the ground, like. He's not. He's a, what is he? A second, thir- a second, third down back, and uh, all he does is catch for Tom Brady. When Tom Brady's main target is James White, that's what you get. Well, I don't like James White. Okay, go ahead with what you're going to say. Fantasy wise, or like just in general. Fantasy wise, I love James White okay, for the Patriots. Yeah, <laughs> I just want to make that clear. Yeah. So originally, I was. I think you're on the boat of you don't like James White fantasy wise. Yeah. I was kind of on that boat too. But what you just said is quite interesting and it kind of made something click in my head a little bit. I still don't like James White, but is that going to change next year with throwing the football to running backs? I think it's going to change and here's why. No, I I think the the frequency at which Tom Brady throws the football to the running back position is not going to change. I think what's going to change is the amount the Patriots throw the football in general. Okay. Uh and I think that's because the performance from the Patriots brought back Brandon Bolden. Watch out. <laughs> the performance from Sony Michelle last year in the postseason was really good. Yeah. And I think what they're trying to do is pres- – I think the, like you started to see signs of it in the regular season for the New England Patriots. They're starting to try to preserve Tom Brady for as long as they can. It's like they're putting that fine perf- Egyptian perfume on him, <laughs> trying to make him last as long as they can. Uh, I think that when you talk about – the running game from the Patriots last year, I think you're going to see them run the ball for the first time in a long time, so, run the ball more than throw the ball in 2019. That that sounds like a crazy thing for the Patriots, but if they're, if they're, they get, if they get up early in games, they're going to run the football. I don't disagree with that. And James White's not going to be a part of that. Do you th- well, so Sonny Michelle will obviously get more carries yeah. too, but then who's the set? Will they be giving Brandon Bolden carries? Was he just they a special still, team? They still have uh, Jeremy Hill. I don't think so. I think it was a one-year deal. Okay. Um, they might. I mean, they're still Rex not Burkhead even done. Rex Burkhead isn't on the it, Wait, Rex Burkhead is still on the team, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, something like that. So there's a lot of running oh, backs. I forgot about Rex Burkhead. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah. Uh, we will talk about... Uh, no, actually, we won't talk about Sony Michelle, so I'll bring it up now. The reason why I don't like James White in fantasy is simply because I don't trust any Patriots running backs. One week, James White could get 25 fantasy points just off receptions and, like, passing yards and, like, two touchdowns. The next week, he could complete. He could be completely invisible. I hate Patriots running backs. I'm actually, at some point down the road, me and Rick will be doing a show 
on players to avoid, and I'm going to be avoiding <laughs> James White and Sony Michelle. So uh, that is just me. I can't stand backfields that split snaps. I, well, I then can't. welcome to the modern NFL, though. It drives me crazy. Just give me running backs that are workhorse. See, here's what I'll say about James White. If you're in a PPR league or half, even half PPR and you're in a 12-team league, yeah, I do think he's a solid option still. Right. If you're in a standard league or 10-team half PPR, uh, it's a li- he's a little less of an option. Right now he's going in the 10th round, though. Would you take? Oh him yeah. Well, this is where th- that's where the that's where the um, what is it called? The the risk equals the reward for me is that yeah, I don't really believe in James White, but do I have to bite the bullet a little bit and say he's a tenth round pick and a guy who finished in the top ten being a tenth round pick is he worth it? I have to say yes. Like if you're getting that on your team and he turns out to be the same guy he was last year, yeah, then you get a great value. And if he busts. It's all right because it's a tenth round. I pick. think where he is though in the tenth round is good. He shouldn't be anything higher. He, oh yeah, I agree. I don't. I, I don't really 100%. think he should be lower. Either, like if but. people were drafting James White, like he should. Not like he should be drafted, but but like how they would draft somebody in that yeah. same conversation. He's going to be one of the guys yeah. I think in many drafts that is going to go earlier than he should. Yeah, because people are going to be see what he did last year. And they're going to be like, wow, oh, this yeah. is a steal. Yeah, I can get once, him in the seventh round. Once the people who don't understand what's going on come in. All right. You shouldn't. Yeah. No. I do think he will get a lot of targets, though, again. But will he get the same amount James of touchdowns? James White's standard was 11, by the way. Yeah. 11. Yeah. I don't, I don't see that happening again this year. I I think it's crazy. It's just it literally he jumps four spots in half PPR and full PPR just because you're keeping track of the receptions. Um, I... I don't know. I, James White is such a hard one for me because I he was targeted a crap ton this year, but in years past, like in 2017, he was number 40 among among running backs. And if wow. that if that happens again, and he was targeted in the playoffs that year the same amount as he is right now, if that happens again, you're going to have. A lot of fantasy owners being like, oh, I expected James White to be really good, and he's not. What's going on? That is why I'm not recommending for you to draft him. He is him and James Conner. It's literally like going to be Patriots running backs Your as, favorite. Avoid, as a void. It's like a couple years ago with the Washington Redskins and their frigging committee backfield. It's so annoying. Fantasy for for the NFL committee backfields work, but for fantasy, it, it, uh, they can still, they can still work. Yeah, I guess not. One team has successfully completed it: the Saints, <laughs> sort of. And the Bears kind of did last year, sort of. Neither of them were top ten, but yeah. Uh, but as far as James White is concerned, we have to move on. But I, I just I, I for Patriots running backs, I don't like them. I don't. It's not that I don't like James White. I tried to trade for him in fantasy this year. Two hundred thirty-three fantasy points is a lot of fantasy points. Um, and finishing in the top 10 is a good finish. Finishing in the top 11 is a good finish in standard leagues. So for James White, he was good this year, but I don't know how consistent he can stay. Uh, number two, uh, not number two, number nine on this list, only because he did not play that many games. He got hurt like six times. Joe Mixon. Your guy. Another but, one of your guys. Oh, I love Joe Mixon. 221 fantasy points. He was 13th on the consistency rank. He averaged around 16 points per game and busted 42% of the time. I freaking love Joe Mixon. I know you do. That's it. Moving on to David Jones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joe Mixon is absolutely... He has all of the makings and the talent to be a top six or seven running back. In fact... I don't disagree with that. Had he finished this year... Uh, I think he played in 14 games. Had he finished this year adding the averages in, uh, he probably would have finished six or seven on that list. Um, had he played the other two games, he only played 14 games. So Joe Mixon, to me, is he is a top 10 running back. He is top 10, yeah. He is a, he's an extremely good running back, and there's nobody on the Cincinnati Bengals. Everyone's worried about Joe, everyone worried about Joe Mixon can take a step back. Joe, I mean, uh, Giovanni Bernard, not Joe Mixon. Everyone can, 
everyone worried about Giovanni Bernard stealing snaps from Joe Mixon can take a step back. He's just um, a third down back. Yeah, just a third down back. Joe Mixon is the clear number one. If he stays healthy and he stays on the field, nothing has changed in big Cincinnati. Ifs, oh, they're two he's ginormous played, ifs. He's missed two games in each of his first two seasons. Yeah. I, I do love Joe Mixon just like you do. Uh, I just the injuries are a little bit of a concern. Like but, he can I mean, catch, he can run, he can block, he can do. Oh yeah, he's got he's got all the tools. Joe Mixon. I mean, I'm a, I'm a fan of Joe Mixon too. Right now, he's going in the second round. I think he's going. Let's see, 14th overall. Yeah. Or no, sorry, 16th overall. Is that a is that a good spot for him? You think? Um. Yeah, yeah. Based on where he finished last year, I mean, I think he could finish top six next year. But I think that yeah, I think the concern is like we said, the the injuries. Yeah, he's oh, I think he's well, extremely injury prone. When he's health, if he plays a full sixteen game season, I think he will be a top eight running back in fantasy at least. Yeah, I mean, being right around fifteen is really good. Uh, that's kind of where you know you get. Uh, Yikes. Eight. Yeah. I almost just killed my water bottle, <laughs> if that's possible. It's true. Uh, if he had, I think, eight guys that are going in the first round ahead of him, he, it's, he's going right around where he should be. Um, I really do like Joe Mixon, but you have to start asking the question of, like, Joe Mixon or Nick Chubb. Mm. And I, well, I'll ask you a question shortly. Okay. But I'll wait. I'll wait a few minutes, and you'll see why. Okay, Joe Mixon or Nick Chubb? I'm going to go Joe Mixon. Okay. I think it's very close, though. I think they're both in the same. Why is it? The only reason I say Joe Mixon is because Kareem Hunt is on the Browns. Hmm. That's the yeah. difference, I think, between yeah. the two. If he wasn't? if it, if it, 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 I'd probably say Nick Chubb because the okay. offense is better. Now I think As he's in. Like, but I think they're very like those two are very close. You could go either way with those guys. Because if you go through the list, I'd take Nick Chubb, David Johnson, James Conner, Gordon Bell, Gurley, McCaffrey, Kamara, Elliott, and Barkley all ahead of Joe Mixon. I would not take Dalvin Cook, Leonard Fournette, Marlon Mack, or Aaron Jones ahead. So you of have them. You have them essentially. So I have them essentially where that is. I like Joe Mixon. I actually had him a little bit higher on my rankings at the end of the season. I always have liked Joe Mixon, but I think with the injuries, that's the biggest, like when you're drafting and you're looking at your fantasy team, you have to consider injuries. As much as I love Melvin Gordon, you have to consider that he can't stay on the field for a full season. And you have to say, okay, what games is he going to miss? Is it going to affect me? Does he consistently miss the postseason? Like all these questions need to come into account. Um, you have the same problems with James Conner. James Conner this year got hurt. Le'Veon Bell constantly gets hurt. Guys who have stayed on the field for entire seasons, Barkley, Elliott, Kamara, McCaffrey, Gurley. Those guys stay on the field. They do what they need to do, and, and they get the job done. And it's like if you're injury prone, you're going to be down there on that list. I mean, if you list guys, Nick Chubb on. I mean, uh, Joe Mixon on. Joe Mixon, injury problems. Dalvin Cook, injury problems. Leonard Fournette, injury problems. Marlon Mack, injury problems. Aaron Jones has a bad coach. You know what I mean? Like, Or had <laughs> a bad did, coach. Yeah. Uh, so when you go down this list, though, I just think that you, if you're in the second or third round as a running back, all those guys are talented. They just can't stay on the field. And I think that Joe Mixon is is the like if Joe Mixon stays on the field for sixteen games, he's in sort of the Gurley, like McCaffrey, Camara, Elliott, Barkley crowd. But he's just not he's not that right now because I think he gets he would hurt be constantly. A little bit behind that, but I do get your point, and I yeah, get what yeah, you're saying. No. Like I would building my super team make him. Oh, you yeah, <laughs> building my super team, I'd make him my RB two. Your, your team is. Uh, let's see. You got Gurley. Yeah. You got Zeke. Yeah. You got Joe Mixon. Your bench consists of running backs. Yep, all running um, backs. The first receiver you take is in the sixth round. It's true. The first quarterback you take is in the 14th round, you, and you don't draft a tight end. I take a kicker in the 18th round <laughs> in a 15-position in a team. Yeah, you have like 10 running backs on your roster. Yeah. Hey, I don't hate it. <laughs> uh, David Johnson is next on this list. He finished 10 um, considering how bad we all thought he did this year, uh, David Johnson <laughs> finishing 10 is not bad. Uh, he had 221 fantasy points. Um, he busted 43% of the time, which is something to watch out for. But when you look at David Johnson this year, 
and you look at David Johnson in the next, you know, in the coming years, I didn't realize how young, until I looked this up, I've said this before, I did not realize how young David Johnson was. You thought he was like an old man. I thought he was like in the middle of his career. And then when he I was kind of in the middle of his career, but I mean like post middle. Yeah. <laughs> like I got you. Thirties. Thirty like and like end. Like so <laughs> I thought David Johnson was older though. And when I looked at his numbers and then I looked at how old he was, I was like, wait a minute. This guy can only get better because he's still extremely young. And to me, my concern with David Johnson is this. We don't know what he's going to look like in this new offense. Now, from what we know about the Cliff Kingsbury offense is that it's, you know, and when he coached, uh, I forgot what school it was. Was it Texas Tech? I can't remember. I think it was Texas Tech. Yes. Um, when he coached Te- there. He, Texas A&M, I think. Maybe. I don't know. But when he coached in college, his teams, his offenses were always like top five in the country. Mm-hmm. If that translates to the NFL and there's more creative play calling, there's better things going on with that offense, David Johnson will definitely be involved at an extremely high level. For a year that we thought he sucked, he came out and he played – Top ten finish anyway. Right. Um, my con- like I said, my concern with David Johnson is that he's only been a top five running back once in his entire career. Uh, and so for me, and I think that's over four seasons. Is that right? Something like yeah. that. Yeah, four seasons. Um, so David Johnson to me, he's only done it once. So we have to see him do it multiple years, finishing in the top five. Uh, to I think to solidify him as a top player. I've talked about this before. I think he can finish in the top three. I think he could finish yeah. in the top three this year, definitely. It just depends on how they utilize him, which they will utilize him heavily in the so, Cliff Kingsbury offense. So, David Johnson, I do agree with the uh, Cliff Kingsbury offense thing. He was Texas Tech, by the way. Okay. Um, Here's the thing with David Johnson. Yeah. You said he's finished in the top five once. Yeah. Let's look back. Last year, legitimately did not finish in the top five. Yep. Had a kind of poor season. However, the whole offense stunk. Yep. The coach didn't know what he was doing. Mm-hmm. Rookie quarterback. You can kind of give him an excuse. The year before that, he played one game. Yeah, hand injury. Right. The year before that, mm-hmm. his second season in the league, he was the top five running back. He was insane. Had mm-hmm. a great year. And then the year before that, was a rookie. Yeah. So I can see kind of the hype around David Johnson. And people forget, a lot of people had him going number one last year. Oh yeah, yeah, and and the top three definitely. I we I literally I me and you both had this conversation before our draft. We were like, we're not drafting David Johnson. Right. Yeah, and we both said it was because a terrible offensive line for the Arizona Cardinals. B you have a rookie quarterback, and C he has the in, he's coming back from an injury. Yep. Um, and he so, ended, but where did he go in our draft? He ended at three. Yep, he was the third overall pick. Third so overall he was pick. he was still very high. And if you drafted him third, this is why the the hate for David Johnson for a lot of people has happened and it's because uh he destroyed because some teams. He, he destroyed some teams yeah he was he was still an RB1 but he was yeah. like he was like an like when you're drafting an RB1 at the beginning of the draft you're expecting to get Barkley, Elliott, Todd Gurley like those big those big yeah. running backs and you got Dave, you got David Johnson and David Johnson finished with 221 fantasy points he didn't even finish with the 300s right but considering his circumstances, that wasn't the worst thing in the world. No, it wasn't. And I mean, the the the, the un the unenthusiastic <laughs> play calling was right. You know, and unimaginative. Now with a better coach, slightly better offense, we'll see. He might still have a rookie quarterback, depending on what's going to happen. However, I think the situation as a whole definitely improved a little bit. He's right now going to go yeah. fourteen in half PPR leagues, fourteenth overall. Yeah. I think that's a good pick. I think he he could be a borderline top five running back yeah. next year or top six. This is where I'm looking at David Johnson as I don't I haven't decided how I'm personally going to draft this year um, in terms of like you know we have to see the full ADP from you know multiple sources. We have to see the full ADP. As it's developed, probably around August, I'll have a better picture of what I what I'm personally going to do in in our league and uh, in all my leagues generally. Uh, but 
in terms of David Johnson being around 14 or 15 right now, I, I could probably see that going up a little bit. Um, as yeah, the you think it's still a little in. fatigue of what we yeah, were saying Yeah, I think it was still a little bit of a fatigue. I think he'll go up. But if he hovers around that spot, I'm having a hard time right now because I like to draft my wide receiver in the second round. I like to get the guy that will lead my wide receiver core. And I'm starting to lean away from that and go towards David Johnson a little bit because I'll say if I'm like six or seven – I'll draft Melvin Gordon or I'll draft Christian McCaffrey or Alvin Kamara, one of those guys if they fall to me at six. Yeah, you'll get I one would, of those guys. I would get six. one of those guys, and because I'm early second, I would say, okay, I'm going to grab David Johnson. So then you got a one-two punch at your running back position, and you can think about wide receiver. The, the, t- 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 listen to me right now. The wide receiver position is so deep. I, I'm Every single day I break down wide receivers, and I look at them, and I'm like, you could literally draft a clutch good wide receiver in the seventh or eighth round. You could draft three of them if you wanted to. Don't waste your pick on a high end wide receiver that you think is going to break out. I think AJ Green could be a WR one. Yeah, big he's, time. He's going right now, the last pick of the third round. Yeah, don't. Uh, to me, I mean, I, I, I always looked at AJ Green as an as a wide receiver one, but that's a guy that you could definitely go at in the third round. And it could construct your team where you have two big time running backs and then a big time wide receiver, and you're already like, you know, people in your league are like they're drafting friggin' Devontae Adams and DeAndre Hopkins in the first two rounds, and then they're looking at your team like I got the big wide receivers, and like who cares? And then their RB one is Sony Michelle, yeah, Devontae or Devontae. It's like the running backs are in half PPR and standard leagues. Running backs are. So even in full PPR leagues, running backs are so thin, and you have to get a good one like early. And if you can get multiple, especially good ones the first early. round, I think you, once you get past running back number six, I think then you, there's a few guys left that are re- like Joe Mixon, David Johnson. I think Leonard Fournette falls in that category, but then after that, it does kind of get pretty thin. Yeah, and it's like for me, if you get if you nail down David Johnson and like a Melvin Gordon type player in your first two rounds, you're having a good draft. Um, and if David Johnson busts, I apologize. <laughs> Let's move yeah. on to uh, number four, Kareem Hunt. Um, consistency rank last year of five. Average points per wow. game, 20. He busted 18% of the time. Kareem Hunt, when he was on the field, the fact that he finished 11, I believe it's 11, in half EPR, and he missed like the last four games, six games, games of the season. Oh, really? I think it was like six games. Yeah, he was absolutely crazy. Yeah, no, uh, he finished. Yeah, Kareem Hunt finished eleven. He played eleven games, so he didn't play in five. Wow, wow! How many so points did he finish with? Half he finished PPR? with two hundred and seventeen half PPR points. That's that's insane. Now, when you look, this is why people are like Kareem Hunt. Oh my God, he's the second running back behind Nick Chubb. Is he really though? Oh. I don't like that hot take, and I'll put it off to the side. But he is. He, he is, is the second running back. Unfortunately, in that offense, I don't know. I don't know how they're going to utilize. He him. won't. Be don't next even year. ask me. Wait till the preseason when they're I watch. Gonna, they're going to try to do what the Saints did. I think when they're going to attempt. Back. Kareem Hunt was so good though. He was so good last year, and I think a lot of people who didn't have them on their fantasy team, he went under the radar. It was like kind of like a. Yeah, you I know, mean, it was, was kind of like, a, oh, Kareem Hunt's here. He, honest to God, the first half of the season was the. I think he was the second best running back in fantasy. Yeah, and people he didn't. He would have finished it. top five definitely. He would have finished top five most definitely. Like until he, I think, in week eleven, he was like the fourth best running back in half PPR or something like that. And uh, you get to that point in the year, and it was like people were just not even talking about Kareem Hunt until obviously yeah. the tape came out, but. I think I think for me, you got a consistent running back who averages twenty points a game, who busted only eighteen percent of the games he played. He was consistent, he was good. The problem is is that he's in Cleveland sitting behind he Nick just, Chubb yep. and he's on an eight game suspension. So next year I think it's ADP is in the tenth round is where I would is where I'm guessing that is. Uh, I, I thought it was last time I looked, but that was like weeks ago. I'm looking for him right now. So I don't know. I mean, he's a guy that I'm 
is he the question that you have to ask yourself is he worth drafting yeah i think he's worth a draft pick it just depends where to, is he going to, to me it depends on where he's going right now he's currently going in the 11th round yeah and so for me do you pick him in the 11th round and is he worth this is what a late I, 11th round this is where i'm this is where the the is he worth it question comes in though is he worth it to sit on your bench for eight weeks not knowing what he's going to be in the Cleveland Browns offense? Because I was just going to say, when he comes back, what is he going to be? Are you willing to take a guy in the 11th round to sit on your yeah. bench for eight weeks and then come back and be the backup running back on a team? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm willing to do that. That's why I think preseason does kind of matter. <laughs> <laughs> if I you watch, if good. you watch film enough, you're, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to listen carefully if with the and kind of hopefully trust the judgment of the Browns coaching staff too. <laughs> if they're if they're gonna be like, well, we plan on using Cream Hunt a lot. Yeah, you're gonna then it becomes a situation where it's like he's worth an 11th round pick because you take yeah. him in the 11th round and he comes back as you know at least a flex. Right, he gets like 10 carries a game. Nick Chubb gets like 15 to 20. Right, and they split it with Chubb gets more, but Hunt is still very much involved. I think if they try to do what the Saints did, let's look at last year. Mark Ingram was suspended for four games, correct? The first four games of the yes. year? Yes. I believe it was four. He came back mm-hmm. and was kind of an RB2, right? Right. A low-end RB2. I think I could I could see that with Hunt possibly, but now you're missing eight games. Yeah. So I think, I think if you're if you're in the 11th round and you're at the end of the 11th round – Maybe take it's, a flyer. I don't know. Yeah, depending on how your team. I don't will. even know if I want to take a flyer though, because there are guys. Believe it or not, there's guys in the eleventh round that would be interesting to take. Do you take you know, Deion Lewis over? No. Do you take Gus Edwards over? <laughs> Do you take Latavius Murray over? No. Mike Davis. Mm, maybe. Jamal Williams. Who? Packers running back. Uh, yeah, I know who he is. <laughs> <laughs> I just had to confirm. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm not taking him over any of those guys. I mean, it, it, you're it, not taking Hunt over any of those guys. I'm not taking any of those guys over Hunt. Okay, sorry. So he's worth an 11th round pick. Yeah, I mean, come to, to me, the, come to the conclusion. <laughs> I guess I don't know. I, I just don't know if if you're in a league with a deeper bench, like you get six, seven, eight spots. <laughs> then st- oh yeah yeah I think that changes grab them and stash them if you're in a league where you have an IR or a you know a, a, a reserve like a, spot a, a reserve spot where you know you have to drop somebody when the season starts you grab Kareem Hunt stick him there but if you don't and you're in a five bench like you're in a five bench spot league like or a six bench spot league like normal people uh, <laughs> like standard leagues you're on NFL.com playing on the NFL managed leagues yeah. You're a lame-o. Go with Kareem Hunt and stick him on your bench. That's not the best idea because there's a lot of guys on the waiver wire that you're going to want to grab. I I tried to ride out that Le'Veon Bell storm as long as I could, and I'll tell you right now, it hurt having Le'Veon Bell sit on my bench and you be missed a waste out on of guys time on the waiver wire. I did, I did, and it was it it honestly sucked because it was like, you know. I wanted to pick up certain players, and certain players were taken off the waiver wire ahead of me. Like there was, like you know, when Mitch Trubisky was going off those couple of weeks, I needed a quarterback, and I was going, I was trying to go after Mitch Trubisky, and somebody else got him before me because I didn't want to drop somebody on my bench. Somebody get sometimes you got to take that risk. But with Kareem Hunt, to me, unfortunately, I don't think he's worth the risk. I don't think he's worth okay. drafting and waiting for for eight weeks. And who knows? Maybe I'll change my mind. But I don't think he's worth drafting for, because what is he going to be when he comes back? And that's even if you look at the preseason right. film it, and you're like, oh, well, this is what he's going to be. Is he actually going to be that? If Nick Chubb comes out and have the, has the best eight weeks of his life, Kareem Hunt's not going to play that much. And it's just basically, a, okay, you're going to get re- you know, reacclimated with the game of football for a couple of weeks. And then you're going to maybe play in the postseason and be done. And then you'll go to another team. And it'll be the hottest running back to go out. The free Are you market. willing to wait? eight weeks for a guy who could potentially be a flex. No. I, right. I no, think that's what it comes down to. That's that's where I'm now what if so what if you're weak at running back? Or you you got a strong one. Oh if two. you get to if let's you get to round eleven and you're weak at running back <laughs> <laughs> Alright let's say take the let's risk. Say, let's say you weren't listening to our podcast 
and you you're drafted, a big wide you receiver guy. Devonte Adams, and you drafted right. you're the, you're uh, Antonio team. Brown you're in the that first team. two rounds. You got you, Sony Michelle, and then your you got AJ Green in the third round too. So you have three wide receivers, and you forgot about your running back position. Oh crap! I got two running backs. Or even even if you have two good running backs, but you don't have a yeah. third, and you're and you're sitting there with a, an average wide receiver at your flex spot, and you're like, man, right. I think I can improve that. And you're sitting in round eleven, and you see yeah. Kareem Hunt's on the board. Then do you take a flyer? Yeah, okay. but that's not where we're going to be. <laughs> right, make that's that true. promise. Uh, we got to move on really quickly. Uh, we have four more running backs to get to. We're going to do them very fast because we've run out of time. But uh, Philip Lindsay, Denver Broncos, two hundred and five fantasy points. I've been talking about this guy recently on Twitter a little bit, or not uh, about Philip Lindsay, but uh, I did. I think I did a poll. Did, I, did we do a poll on our Twitter page with Philip Lindsay, or was that? Oh, yeah, uh, it was. So <laughs> let me pull up the poll and tell you okay. exactly what the results were. Um, By the way, if because... you guys don't follow us on Twitter, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Go follow yeah. us on Twitter and vote in those polls, okay? so Clutch. Uh, yeah. So in the poll, it finished with 46% of people said no to drafting Philip Lindsay next year. 29% mm. yes. And 25% said bring on Royce Freeman. <laughs> so that means that 71% of people said they will not be drafting Philip Lindsay this year. What do you think of that? That's interesting to me. I don't necessarily hate that either because I'm not the biggest Philip Lindsay fan either. But if people feel that way, you think he's going to drop in drafts? Yeah. And if he drops and drafts, then do you become interested in him? No. So you're okay. So you're one of the people that's I'm out. completely out on him. I like Royce so, Freeman, but I'm not going to buy that I, train. I, until. I'm not the biggest Philip Lindsay fan, but let me just give you a list of running backs going around. Yeah. His spot: Devontae Freeman, Philip Lindsay, take or Devontae Freeman, Freeman. Over him. Okay. Aaron Jones or Philip Lindsay? I take Aaron Jones. Ooh. Marlon Mack, Philip Lindsay. I would take Marlon Mack. Okay. Derrick Henry. I would take Derrick Henry. Wow, carry on Johnson? Yeah. No, not carry on. Okay, so Sorry. that's the list. You have the winner. <laughs> All those guys are You found a winner. I'm not taking carry on Johnson. And then uh Damian Williams, Chiefs running back? No. Oh um, god, no. He should be not even on the Mark board. Mark Ingram? Uh No. Okay, so we kind of well, found a Yeah, spot. yeah, you know what? I take Ooh, Mark Ingram. Okay. Yeah, All right. Yeah, we'll go. Darius Geis? No. Um Chris Carson. No. Okay, so you essentially have him being a fit. right now. So he all the most of those guys I said are going in the fourth round, including Philip Lindsay. Yep. So so you'd say no to him essentially in the fourth round, but so you have him as kind of a fifth round. Pick? I'm not drafting Philip Lindsay, period. <laughs> or if he falls, you draft him then trade him. Probably, yeah. But that's not I think that's happen. a better. way I don't to think he's it. gonna fall. I don't think he's going to fall. Now, the reason why I don't like Philip Lindsay is because he is the he's the prototypical guy to come out as an undrafted free agent. Take Royce Freeman was the first overall pick. First, first, not first overall. He, sorry, he first. Sec- he's a first round pick. He was a first round pick, really, or a second round pick. I think he was a second round pick. I'm going to double check that. Um, but he was he was a high round draft selection. For the Denver Broncos, and he's the guy that they want to start moving forward. I think that's the guy they want to put their team around. He was a third-round pick. Oh, ooh, ooh. Um, but he's the guy that they want to put their team around. They drafted him. They didn't draft Philip Lindsay. They, un- they signed draft. It's not like um, they signed Royce Philip- Freeman played bad either. No, it's not like Royce Freeman played bad. If you look at the second half of the season numbers for Philip Lindsay, he finished as an RB3. Really? Yeah. So that is the biggest concern, I think. He had a really good he had a really good ten to twelve weeks in the season and then towards the end he started to fall off a little bit. And so my concern with Philip Lindsay is that and he has his bust percentage and his consistency rank was sixteen. He busted forty seven percent of the time. Philip Lindsay is 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 a player who I'm scared of drafting because every year we get a couple of running backs that break out. Those number two running backs always be on the lookout for those number two running backs mm-hmm. that that are sitting behind a starter and steal their job. 
this is why I'm talking about like Jalen Samuels and James Conner lately because Jalen Samuels might be that guy to jump out and shock everyone. I don't know if that's the case. I can't predict the future, but I can tell you what I know statistically about certain players. And there's going to be guys next year guaranteed that are number two running backs that are going to jump ahead and take a starting guy's job. That's what Philip Lindsay did with Royce Freeman. Prototypically, those guys go out. They have a good year. They get hyped up. They have this big season. Everyone's like, oh, my God, Philip Lindsay's the best. Everyone drafts him in the fourth, fifth round. What happens? Philip Lindsay busts. And then everyone's like, what happened? Like, I look at guys like Trent Richardson. Look at guys like Peyton Hillis. Remember these clowns? Oh, God. One good year, and then they busted. Philip Lindsay. You think he's in that category? It, to me, he's in that category. And I think. I don't know what to think of Philip Lindsay, honestly. Yeah. No, I, I'm, and when you look at, like, the, the end of the season, he wasn't that great. They believe in Royce Freeman. Royce Freeman's not that bad of a running back, and he can catch. So they Phillip were just. Lindsay, though, had 5.4 yards per carry last year. That is good. Whoopity doo dah. That's good. That's legit. It's good, but Philip Lindsay's not going to do that this year. I don't think he will necessarily either. But I, I am not a hundred percent convinced. Trust me when I say I'm not hundred percent Freeman. I'm not a hundred percent. Oh, I know you like Royce Freeman. I like Royce Freeman, and so does the Denver Broncos. I don't. I, I do. I'm leaning towards you. I stay away from Philip Lindsay. Yeah. I don't know if I feel as strongly as you do about it. Though, yeah. But. I'm not. I'm not drafting. There's certain guys that I uh, I put on my buyer beware do not draft list, and Philip Lindsay is one of them. Okay. Like With there the are th- there backs. are guys that are high in the draft, like Tyree Tyreek Hill, who I don't like for fantasy purpose because they bust a lot. But there are players that I'll draft because I want to trade away. What can I actually get if I waste a fifth round pick on Philip Lindsay? What can I actually get for Philip Lindsay in a trade? Nothing that's going to gar- get me a flex. Uh, Who's going to buy him? You saw the poll results. Who's going to buy him? <laughs> well, I I'm mean, avoiding Philip Lindsay. <laughs> bye bye, Philip Lindsay. Trust me. In our league, and I'm sure in many leagues, people are willing to buy a lot of people that you wouldn't expect them to. So yeah. Uh, we got to move on. Tariq Cohen, Chicago Bears running back, 198 fantasy points. Uh, he was finished 18th on the consistency rank, 50% of the time busting, and only averaged 13 points per game. Cohen was good. Um, he was a decent flex if he had him. He's one of those guys that I I like, but I'm not sure about yet. Um, I think he'll have a he'll have a decent. I'm kind of confused because he's gonna Mike Davis. Mike Davis is the is the backup running back right now, but he's also the first down back. It's he's also weird. the first down back, which is weird. Yeah, but so Cohen is going to come in on passing downs, and he's going to run the football probably a majority of the time. So with the loss of Jordan Howard, I would say Tariq Cohen gets a boost from that. He finished as the what is it? Twelfth um, running back. Thirteenth running back. Thirteenth running back. Uh, and so I think Cohen could finish maybe a little bit higher than that next year, but I would probably definitely put him in the RB mid RB two range. Um, and pro- he'll probably stay right around where he is right now. Uh, I don't see any jumps. He's he's a really small running back who can't handle a workhorse load, which is why they brought in Mike Davis. However, I think he's I don't think that matters too too much in the role that he's playing in. Yeah. Like he's he he's not gonna they're not gonna want him to get twenty carries a night. No, he's gonna get ten to fifteen carries, but he's also gonna play a James White role in the offense where he's gonna get a lot of catches too. Yeah, I think the combination of the two. I do like Tyreek Cohen. I think especially after Jordan Howard trade. I don't know. I think right now he's going he's going the last pick in the fifth round. So that's not a bad spot. Take him early sixth. I think that's it's a good too spot. High. It's too high. You think you? I think fifth round is too high. I don't think the sixth round is. Yeah, sixth round's not bad. These are guys like Tariq Cohen and Philip Lindsay are two guys that I don't want to draft relying on them as weekly starters. And that's maybe that's just me being a pompous super team builder. <laughs> I think in standard leagues I wouldn't I don't disagree <laughs> yeah. with you. Uh, but with for Tariq half Cohen, PPR, but... Cohen's pretty good. I mean, he was good for points of the season, but I, I don't like his inconsistency. Um and I think that that is kind of the hardest part. Uh but we gotta move on. Derek Henry. Tennessee Ooh. Titans, 193 fantasy points. Guy. He busted 69% of the time <laughs> and had 30, his rank, consistency rank of 34. If you take out the crap 
that happened over the course of the entire season and just give give us week 15 and 16. Derrick Henry was a freaking beast. Oh, 44 yeah. points and 30 yeah. points. That I mean, he was crazy. Right now, the Tennessee Titans offensive coordinator has said, hey, listen, you know, we're going to build around Derrick Henry. We're going to yeah. run it with him. We're going to build it around him. They have figured out how to use Derrick Henry, and they are going to use him as much as they possibly can next year. Does that make you want to draft him, or is that just overhyping a that running back? That could overhype him, but I, that does kind of make me want to draft him. I mean, if they want to build – here's the problem. Derrick Henry can very well go out and do five yards of carry and be a beast running back, finish in the top ten, and we're all like, yeah, Derrick Henry, that's a great sixth-round draft pick, fifth or sixth-round draft pick. Yeah, awesome. Or Derrick Henry could go out, play seven games, and get two and a half yards of carry, and they're like, crap, we just completely screwed this up. Yeah. That's Derrick Henry for you. He is not going to give you the consistency that you were looking for yeah, awesome. He played. I think those two playoff games, whatever team had them, if they were in the playoffs, they were like, "Oh my gosh, I just got a stud." They're overhyping him right now. I think Derrick Henry is completely overhyped, and as good as he was over the course of the end of the season, he is just. I don't know if he can hold that up for an entire year. So, the last thing I you said didn't I didn't I don't disagree with. Where I don't know if he can hold it up for a whole yeah. year. But, like, Derrick Henry, I think he struggled, obviously, for most of the season. And typically, running backs that do that yeah. have, like, a high percentage of being trash. Mm-hmm. And then a, a very small percentage of... <laughs> high percentage of being trash. Yes. And a low percentage of actually being good, like Derrick Henry was last year. I I typically yeah. stay away with. But with Derrick Henry, the thing is, he sucked for the whole year. It Was it because... He sucked, or was it because the Titans had no idea what they were doing? They had no idea what they were doing. And then week fifteen happens, and they just—they're at this point—they run out of de- run out of ideas, and they're just like, "Let's just give Derrick Henry the ball. Let's just see what he does," and he just explodes. And then they do the same thing the next week; he explodes again. And did they realize that something clicked? Yeah. Which, if that is the case, and you believe that, then yeah, Derrick Henry should be a guy you draft. Is he getting overhyped? Yeah, I think he is a little bit because obviously he had 44 fantasy points in a game. Like he was, he dominated yeah. those last two weeks. I don't think he's going to be that from, good. But yeah, I mean, if you're sitting in the fifth round and Derrick Henry's there, I'm taking him. From week 13 to 17, he was the number one running back in fantasy. With I'm, t- I'm fantasy taking him in the fifth round. 100%. <clears throat> I haven't decided whether to put Derrick Henry on my do not draft list or <laughs> with the, the Patriots running backs. Get right now. List. Yeah. Uh yeah, Patriots running backs, Derrick Henry. <laughs> and then Philip Lindsay. Uh I have no idea with Derrick Henry. He could turn out to be a great player and you know, you'll look at the end of last season and be like, "Okay, I'm, you know, this is a guy we're definitely getting." Or he could be a complete and utter trash can. So, I I think it's just for me, I like to avoid guys that I ask questions on. I know I don't have to ask any questions about Kareem Hunt or Joe Mixon or David Johnson. Well, you do with Kareem but Hunt, with, but... Yeah, with Kareem Hunt, there's a few questions. <laughs> Philip Lindsay, you're like, all right, well, who's the actual starter? Tariq Cohen, you're like, can he be a workhorse? Derrick Henry, is he going to be consistent? Like those, those are the, Like, those are guys that I just... Are they... Where they finish this year, are they going to finish again? That's the question you got to ask yourself with the top players. I think you can, out of those three guys, though, that you just brought up, Terry Henry's yes to me. Okay. Philip Lindsay, I don't know. Terry Cohen, I don't know. Because there is going to, this list is going to change. It's going to change. The top 15 is going to change. Yeah. And I just don't know if Derrick Henry. We'll see, we'll see how overhyped yeah. he gets. Oh yeah! If he ends up like a fourth or a third round pick, I'm like, get if the he, hell out of here. You if know he I mean? is a third round pick, that changes things. I think. Yeah. If he stays as a fifth round pick, I think that opens up a little more doors yeah. to say, like, yeah, I'm definitely, I can take him here, put him at my flex spot, and be confident. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Chris Carson, Seattle Seahawks running back, 191 fantasy points. Now his consistency rank was eight. Ooh, that's pretty good. So for a guy finishing at 15, that's pretty good. 
13 and a half points per game, busted 28% of the time. Uh, Chris Carson, <sighs> he's on. He's he's another player on my do not draft list. Oh my gosh, that's like half these. So that just proves to your point of how much and how important it is for you personally, for me personally to yeah. take running backs early because we're now getting in that like ten to fifteen range of top running backs, and yeah. you're saying stay away from these guys. Yeah, uh, for Chris Car because this list. 10 to 15, 10 to 20 changes every single year. Like your top six, top seven, top eight, you know the general names that are going to be there and you know who to take. For the top 10 to 20, that's going to change. Do you think Tariq Cohen, Derrick Henry, uh, Philip Lindsay, and James White are going to finish in that range? Yeah. Do you think Kareem Hunt is actually going to be able – he's not going to be finishing anywhere near that because he only, he's only playing half a year, but – for guys like that and Chris Carson, where are you going to get Chris Carson? The problem with Chris, the problem with Chris Carson specifically for me is that they have Rashad Penny. Chris Carson that not is a, the guy. that is a concern. Chris Carson's not the guy in Seattle. Rashad Penny is. Chris Carson will start as the number one back. People will be like, "Oh my God, Chris Carson won me a couple games at the end of the season." Maybe you know for you fantasy championship, yeah. and they're going to be like, I like Chris Carson a lot. He helped me. You know, like it, fantasy fantasy football is similar to the NFL. It's like, what have you done for me lately? What he did for you lately is help you win a fantasy championship. For you, so you're going to like him. Rashad Penny is another running back. I'm not, I don't know if you can consider him a sleeper or not, but him and Jalen Samuels are two guys on my sleeper list. Jalen Samuels is like five. But <laughs> uh, I would put Rashad Penny pretty high because Rashad Penny is their guy. Like, he is their guy. I don't... And Chris Carson is not going to be getting in the way of that. You know what I mean? For So for, for Rashad Penny, I think there is a situation where he could break out. But also, Seattle's backfield is similar to the New England Patriots where you don't even know who's going to play. Now, it's a good thing Mike Davis left. That gets rid of another running back that clouds the backfield. But for me, Chris Carson is not going to get the plurality. He'll probably get a majority of the snaps. But he's not going to get a lot of the majority. It'll probably be like a 55-45 split or something like okay. that. Okay. So, I don't... I can, I can see that happening. And I think they took... Was Richard Penny a first-round pick last year? I'll look it up right now. I'm pretty sure he was. So, if you invest that much into a guy, they're going to want to use him. I don't disagree with that. The thing I do like about Chris Carson, though... He was a 20... He was pick... One twenty-seven. So he he was a first round pick. So they they first, are going to use first round twenty-seven. I do agree with you. Rashad Penny should be a sleeper on boards. Mm-hmm. He's going to go up. And you know how you, you said know earlier. His, uh, you know what his player comparison is? Who? Melvin Gordon. That's pretty funny. Um, he is going to go up, obviously. But I like Chris Carson because the Seahawks run the ball more than any other team in football. Yeah, they just got rid of Mike Davis. They're going to go with a two-man group, and I know you hate this, but it's the modern NFL. Teams use two running backs. And for the Seahawks, I think you said the only the only situations you've ever seen succeed is the Saints fantasy-wise to have two successful running backs. I think this year you could see another one. I think there's a really good chance Chris Carson and Rashard Penny I succeed. Disagree. Because I th- they, they're going to run the ball more than any other team again. I don't think that changes. Yeah. Other, well, actually... I think the Ravens might because of Lamar Jackson's their quarterback, but they're still going to run the ball a lot regardless. Yeah, one of those guys is obviously going to take over. You think it's Rashad Penny? It. I think it's Rashad Penny. It might be. It might be. You're right. It's tough. I'm trying to like convince myself because I do. I do. <laughs> I'm telling I, you, I do it's like the, Chris Carson. It's the what have you done for me lately? NFL mindset. Yeah, is you're like he won me a fantasy championship, so I love Chris Carson. They, but, but the reality I, is, Rashad Penny is their first round pick. I don't. Dis- I I 100% agree with you that Richard Penny's gonna get more. Like I almost wish that Chris but, Carson walked or something. So let's say let's say Chris, left. Let's say Mike. So you you take what Mike Davis did, yeah. his 10 carries a game, just yeah. about five to 10 carries, and you give that all to Penny. Carson's still getting like 15 carries a game, which is all he needed. Yeah, I could I could honestly see them both getting 15 carries. And having like thirty carries. I mean, I, they'll probably split the snaps in the backfield. But if you're asking me which running back is better, it's Rashad Penny. If you're asking which running back they want to use, it's Rashad Penny. I would not be friggin' surprised if game one, 
Rashad Penny gets 60% of the snaps, and everyone's like, oh, my gosh, why isn't Chris Carson playing good? And then they wasted, what is it, a sixth-round draft choice on him? Yeah, that I mean, that is not too, too bad. So for but... me, though, I, I look at Chris Carson as much as people want to like him, as much as he finished in the top 15, right? I see him as a low, very, very low-end RB2, high-end RB3. And if that doesn't happen and he ends up being really good, then good for everyone. But he's one of those guys that it's going to – I think he's going to – he's either he, – one of two things is going to happen with Chris Carson. He's either going to dominate, steal the role away from Rashad Penny, and that's the guy they're going to go with, or he's going to collapse and they're not even going to start him. See, I don't know about that because I think they're going to use both guys. I don't think they're going to use both guys. That, it's what the makes, okay. They used three guys last year. They used Let three running backs. You don't think they'll use two? One of those guys left, so until, now they're both going to get a lot of carries. Until the end of last year, right? Until the end of last year and the last couple weeks where Chris Carson kind of dominated. Chris Carson was getting a majority of the snaps at the end of the season. A majority of them. It wasn't like a split backfield. It wasn't like Rashad Penny that is was true. getting. Chris Carson was dominating the backfield at the, the end of the season. During the rest of the season where Chris Carson wasn't dominating, the rest of that season, first 12 to 14 weeks of the season, you saw that two, three-man backfield. Did it look good fantasy-wise? No. Fantasy wise? No. no, it didn't. So for me, I'm avoiding Chris Carson if it's a two-person backfield, if it's Rashad Penn. I'm not saying jump out the, you know, roll up the friggin' wagon and sign up for Rashad Penny. I'm like, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying Chris Carson and Rashad Penny are two guys that are going to have to, you know, what's most likely going to happen is what you said. They're going to split snaps. And if they split snaps, then it's going to end up being a bad fantasy situation for people. You're going to get inconsistent play. You're going to get... Uh, you will get inconsistent you'll play. Get inconsistent. I just think if any team's going to split a backfield and have it work, yeah, the Seahawks are one of those teams because they run the ball a lot. Yeah. A lot. I don't think they're going to run the ball as much as people think next year. Okay. Because that's a new trend, and I don't know if that's a trend that's going to stay. Now, that's not me talking from, you know, understanding or inside sources that talk to Pete Carroll. Like, I have no idea. But <laughs> as far as Chris Carson, I mean, like I said, I th- this is another guy with the with the questions surrounding him. Derrick Henry, questions. Chris Carson, questions. Tariq Cohen, questions. Philip Lindsay, questions. Been through this. I'm avoiding guys with question marks. And, like, I like some people. Like, I'm hoping to, to, you know, flesh this out in the first two, you know, in the first five rounds, figure out my running back position so I can take guys who I think are sleepers instead of taking guys that I, that I think are going to be busts. Why, why am I going to sit here and waste a draft pick on Derrick Henry when he's never proved to me that he can finish in the top 10? Why am I going to waste a draft pick on a guy who can't be a workhorse back in Tariq Cohen? Why am I going to waste, a, waste a, a pick on an undrafted rookie from last year who happened to break out who probably is going to bust again? And why would I waste it on a guy who we don't even know is going to lead the backfield in Chris Carson? Because those are all the guys there in the fourth round. I'm not going to draft, though. I'm going to draft the wide receiver. <laughs> Go get me a wide receiver. Okay. Fair enough. So I just think it's a waste of time to. Though, I mean, obviously, Still one of those guys you can you're gonna have to. Probably one of take. those, one of those guys is probably going to work out. I think that. I think it's Derrick. It's Henry. most likely Derrick Henry. Yeah, uh, but I think there's a lot of guys that are going to bust out from this top this this ten to fifteen range, and a lot of people are going to draft them high, and then they're going to bust out, and they're going to sit here and either hold them on their bench or waiver wire them at the end of the season. You're going to be like, crap, why did I not take them late? So it's just. Fantasy football can be one of the most frustrating freaking things on the face of the earth. Um, but in the end of it, I think what this kind of proves again, yeah. what I said earlier, is you're going to probably want to take a running know. back in the first round. You're going to want to <laughs> take one of those guys. Yeah. I, I think maybe even you, the second, if not the second round, you're going to want to take another one in the third round. I mean, if you, if you had some guys like James White's going to go in the 10th round, but the only real guys that could finish as RB ones next year to me, are Joe Mixon and David Johnson. And that's You don't think Derrick Henry has a chance? Derrick Henry might have a chance to break out into that into that area. And if Tariq I don't Cohen, think he will, but I think he he does have a chance to do that. I think if there's any other guy on this list that probably has a chance to do it, it might even be Tariq Cohen. 
it just depends on how much he gets. Like if Mike, if the if the Bears realize Mike Davis blows or something like I that, I think Cohan is a little different because I think like of those guys that you don't like and the guys we've talked about pretty much. Yeah, I think his floor is higher. Like I think you know what you're gonna get with Cohan. I feel like a little yeah. bit more. Oh yeah, which is why I think you probably feel safer drafting him compared to like a Chris Carson, for example, who we just talked yeah. about, but. I don't. I don't know if he can finish as an RB one though, and I. I don't even dislike Cohen completely, but he just. He. He's not going to be the guy that gets twenty, <laughs> like you said, the workhorse. Yeah, you know he's I mean? not going to be the workhorse. It's. It's hard. It's hard when you're looking at some of these these later backs. You really have to dissect whether or not they're going to be successes next year. And like I said, when I look at Philip Lindsay and I look at Chris Carson, they drafted somebody. They drafted somebody to fill that role. The thing, the thing that gets me with Carson that, and I want to believe in Carson, but when you when you said this, it 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 does it does hurt a little bit. They took Penny in the first round. First round pick twenty seven. They have to use him. Yep. They have to use him. Like a people lot. can argue on the on the uh, on the uh, what is it Royce Freeman train of like he's a third round pick. So I mean, if Philip Lindsay ends up working out, you don't have to use. You know, Royce Freeman. You can yeah, trade him or get rid because of him you can or just theoretically say or you can just hold him as the third down back or something. You, you used a third round pick on a running back, Royce Freeman. And he didn't work out. Like, but, but you got an undrafted guy in Phil Lindsay, so the two of them, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah, you right. still got a good running back. So, but draft. with but with Chris Carson, Rashad Penny, Rashad Penny's your first round pick. You know what I mean? Like, that's the guy that you are intentionally. You want him trying. to be the next Marshall, right? Marshall. So that's where that's where you got to look at Chris Carson and be like that. That is the biggest reason why I'm. You're, you're talking about you know running backs break out in second years. You know what I mean? Todd Gurley. Uh, well, <laughs> he broke out in his first year and then he blew in his second year. In his third year, he was good. But a lot of running backs break out in their second year, and I think Rashad Penny could be one of those guys. Like he's one of those guys on my sleeper list that people are going to be like, all right, well. I'm not sure about and and a lot of people are oh, you're making some of the 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 fantasy uh you know crazy fantasy people are gonna be like oh, Rashad Penny's not a freaking sleeper are you kidding me <laughs> uh, shut up he's ninth round draft choice right now so if you're talking about getting a running back in the ninth round who could break out next year and finish in the top fifteen I'm looking at Rashad Penny um, and I'd rather have Rashad Penny over a guy like Chris Carson. Wow, so that's. I think, yeah, I think that's it's a, a crazy little, little much take. to say, but it's a crazy take. I but do I'll get take your it. line of thinking. Though. I'd rather have Rashad Penny than Chris Carson. So take a leap, Chris Carson. Wow, uh, that's going to conclude our running back edition of all that glitters. Be sure to bookmark this episode and save it for draft season in a few months. Uh, it's going to give you a little bit of a reminder. Of, hey. Some of these guys did good. Some of these guys did bad. These are the guys that you should draft. Yeah. If you're listening to Morgan, just take 20 running backs <laughs> in, the first in 15 40 rounds. 40 rounds. <laughs> uh, make sure you listen to next week's episode. We're going to talk about tight ends and all the glitters and complete the series. And then we're moving on to call it a breakout, a new series about rookies who broke out in the 2019, 2018 season. Uh, and then we'll go over draft month. Oh, yeah, we get him lit. It's draft month right now. What are we talking about? It's right now. George this, Kittle. George George Kittle. <laughs> At least next week. Yeah, next week. Uh, the NFL draft is uh, four weeks away or something like I'm, that. So. I'm kind of excited for it. Yeah, let's go. Uh, so that concludes this episode of the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you follow us and like us in all the places that I said at the beginning of the episode. Subscribe, leave a review. See you next week. Fantasy Champions. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions Podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs.